This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket. Uh, today I'm quite pleased to have some people from Playbox popping in. A lot of peas. Um, Jonathan and Arthur from Hamilton Playbox's upcoming production of uh, the appropriately named Popcorn by Ben Elton are here to give me the inside scoop. Kia ora team. Good day. Hey, how are you? Good day. Yeah. They're so polite. Oh, well... I try. I think that's the first good day I've had on That's the Ticket. You told me I'm not allowed to swear. <laughs> I'm being good. What, 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 I want to ask you what your greeting was going well, Out the gate, were you just going to swear at me instead of saying hi? Um, Arthur if, got the memo. Well, he just yeah, said hey. Should, um, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to tone it down a bit because the, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting play with the characters. So. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some yeah. colourful language, <laughs> yes. oh, okay. I could say. Yeah. All right, this yeah. is a nice segue into the play. Thank uh, you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, so you guys are—you're both in popcorn. You're, yep. you're both acting yeah. in the show. Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll start with like popcorn. When is it? Where is it? What is it? How's it feeling today? And then um, we'll we'll deep dive into you guys and your specific okay. roles in the play. But yeah. but who's up for a little summary? You can yeah, get the summary. Yeah, He's I got can notes. Go. I've got, I, I actually, <laughs> yeah, I've just, got it written down. Yeah. Try not to get too spoilery, if it's possible. No, no. So it's, uh, I mean, it's on from the 7th to the 21st of October. Nice. Um, so typically Playbox run their plays over Thursday, Friday and Saturdays. And mm. there's a matinee and an evening show on the Saturday, so 2pm and 7.30. That sounds great for you yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> double be, duty. Yeah. Double duty. Yeah, the Saturdays are quite hard. Um, and, yeah, it's 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 been an interesting run of um, rehearsals and and getting ready for it. So we just got on stage last night. Okay, um, congratulations. Yeah, it's after, well, auditioning end of July. So it's been a quick yeah. you know, two months to get, get through mean, to the stage. And you guys down at Riverley, both Hamilton Musical Theatre and uh, Hamilton Playbox, you, you guys, there's no mucking around. You put in the money. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just back to back. But um, So, yeah, Popcorn, it's on, as Arthur said, says kicks off on the 7th of October, running at Riverley Theatre, mm-hmm. uh, being produced by Hamilton Playbox. And I guess the play itself, we comedy, we tragedy, we a bit of both? Satire. <laughs> yeah. Satire? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty um, dark. Yeah, it's a, it's a dark satire. Bit sweary, bit violent. Quite relevant to today. Very. <laughs> yeah, definitely relevant to today. Um, the, the, the kind of essence behind what... What is happening, and uh, and you know what they go through, uh, especially Bruce. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 yeah the attitude to the media, and what the public, their attitude to media, and how nobody claims responsibility nowadays for okay. their actions. There's always something to blame. Okay. There's always a reason why it's not their choices. It's not their fault that it happened. It's because 
someone acted up that way or they saw it on TV or, you know, they... Um, video games. Yeah, video games made me do it and, yeah. and everything like that. So it, it's covering off that. So even though it's a, it's a play in a book, um, play based on the book by Ben Elton um, mm. that was came out in the 90s, mm. um, it's still so relevant because okay. nobody's taking responsibility still. It's, <laughs> I'm intrigued, I'm not going to lie. Um, and so have, has anyone actually read the book? Yes. yes. Years oh, ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. There, there was hesitating. I'm like, oh, they're both going to say no. <laughs> I, I read it. Um, my wife, um, uh, I read her copy um, oh, when I met her back in mid 2000s. Mm. Um, I haven't, I can't, still can't find our copy, unfortunately, but I think Arthur's got his, he's, yeah. he's found a copy and he's been reading it as well. So, so I went for an audition out at Cambridge and then went and looked in some secondhand shops before mm. the popcorn auditions. Mm. And there was a popcorn book right there. And I was like, okay, I'm getting it. And it was a kind of a sign. Mm. And um, and then when I auditioned for popcorn, it was like, yeah, this is me. So I read the book before I auditioned. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was – it's it's very oh, – it's, it's full-on. It's a full-on play. It's a full-on book. And it is – it's kind of a take on um, natural-born killers and what happened to Oliver Stone. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know what happened to Oliver Stone, but he basically, you know, he his career sort of faltered a bit there, I think, from Natural Born Killers because mm. it was banned in England. I don't think it was allowed to be played in England for a while and things like that. So it was a, a it was quite crazy what happened to him. And yeah. I think Ben Elton wrote the the book based on, you know, that kind of yeah, experience. based on yeah. experience. The Natural Born yeah. Killers was... Um, it was Woody Harrelson and Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis going on basically a shooting spree. Mickey really Mallory. flash music, um, made shooting sexy and fun mm. and killing people. And I think that there were at least three or four court cases that went through that the people who did the mur- the killing and the murdering blamed the movie. Okay, and so therefore it was Oliver Stone's fault that mm. they killed someone. So they were using it as their own defence. Right. Um, is it? Am I correct in assuming that there is, like, staged gun violence in this play? Stage gun, yep, definitely. There you go, there's your little content warning. <laughs> <laughs> stage, stage gun, um, uh, uh, implied sex, drug use... Violence, swearing—it's okay. got it all, is and it, it, it's <laughs> just so. And, and the, the fact that you know, Lee Lee mentioned this to us, uh, to myself and Marianne, my wife, a couple of years ago. We said, "Yeah, you've got to do it." Um, and she's been working on. Well, it's not just getting the rights; it's getting it past the the board to yeah. actually <laughs> put mean, it on a play box because it's it's a little different from uh, yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox and uh, Calendar Girls. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the great thing about Hamilton Playbox, though—they they do it all. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and so I guess is there an official age rating, or is it just at discretion of if you're bringing Tamariki along? Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's stated for mature audiences. Isn't it? Yeah, it is stated yeah. for mature audience. I don't yeah. think we've actually put a. Um, there's no restriction rating, mm. but I wouldn't want to take anyone under sixteen. Okay, I don't think yeah. So you've been warned, listeners. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess looking at you guys. You're both in the show. Mm-hmm. Who are we playing? What are we doing? How's it going? Um, 
Oh, you might as well hit with you for your... So yeah. I'm playing Bruce Delamitri, who's the um, movie director. Okay. And he's basically... He, oh, this is getting a bit meta. There's like a movie within a play? Yeah. Yes. Yep, yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, he plays the movie director and he's kind of, um, you know, just wants to be the best that he can be. And he's quite... Mm. He believes in himself. He believes in the, the what he produces, the, art, the artistic form that he uses. Um, but the artistic form he uses is pretty similar to what we just described, violence and um, and not even implied sex. It would be sexual references and, and, and mm. you know, so he, he makes these movies that are really, really out there and uh, and then he goes ahead and wins something for that. So that's kind of him coming back from that and it all kicks off, you know, so, yeah. Okay. So it's and then Carl um, so I, Jonathan yeah, here plays I, I, my. I play Carl Bresner, who's uh, Bruce's uh, producer. Oh, okay. So I find the money. Oh, I got a little dynamic duo going yeah, on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I play the producer. So basically, there to um, be a sycophant, I think, and yeah. keep Bruce happy, but on 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 the right path, and just trying to trying to keep the PR going and uh, make sure we're going to keep on making money and keep on producing movies. Um, and moving that way and. Yeah, so that, that's that's the premise, and that's where that's where we start, and mm. then mm. Um, it all comes, you know, from the whole discussion about Oliver Stone um, and his interactions and things. Is uh, Bruce gets a bit of a taste of his own medicine um, from from a couple couple of characters who uh, who are on their own little um, rampage across the the country and and realise they can uh, they come up with a plan to get out of you know get away with it. I mean, mm, it's mm. giving me Once Upon a Time in Hollywood energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I bring that up only because uh, before we went on air today, yes, I'm bringing it onto the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is safe. Um, no, but uh, you guys were talking about how it's um, Tarantino-esque. Mm, very, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, you, you're taking the boxes with that description. Appreciate the non-spoilery uh, kind of descriptions <laughs> there. But if you are listening and you're looking for more information, um, go to iTicket, go to the Playbox website, go to the Playbox Facebook page. There's heaps of stuff out there. Don't go there if you're driving. Um, <laughs> but actually, circling back to iTicket, tickets are available now. Yep. And um, it's just $20 general yep. admission, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. That's quite a... I feel like Playbox always do that. And mm-hmm. every time I'm talking to people from Playbox about the show and I go, oh, it's $20 GA, and then I go on about how awesome that is. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. cycle repeats itself. But, um, yeah, they're available now, right now via iTicket. Uh, do not buy one right now if you are driving. Pull over, <laughs> then buy it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my advice. But um, it's not just you two in this show, right? No, no. Sadly. No, there are others. Many others. Um, any uh, anyone we want to name drop? Um, so we've got we've got a cut, total cast of nine. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty good pretty good standard. A um, mm. couple don't do much, and then we've we've got you know Bruce yeah yeah Arthur, Arthur carries a big load and <laughs> yeah so yeah I would say Jono myself and um, so Jono. Jono Freeburn. Freeburn, yeah. yeah. Friend of the show. Kia yeah. Jono. <laughs> Jono, yeah, he's he's amazing. He's Would just... we go that far? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, it's it's debatable. He no, he's he definitely is just made for this part. He absolutely yes. is. And it's gonna be it, it there's gonna be some really good laughs as mm. well. So it's it's not just um 
all the heavy parts. There's mm. going to be there, there is some heavy parts, but there's going to be some good laughs. And Jono's just fantastic at that. And uh, and Libby Olivia Turner. Oh yes, yeah. Yep. So she's fantastic as well. And then we've got um, Maria Maria Eaton and um, and Cat. Um, Cat Dwyer. So oh, you've got, got little, like Hamilton's yeah. finest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously Lee Owens is directing it. And we've got Lachlan in there. I don't know if you know Lachlan Braithwaite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so he's in there as well. So they're just um, little characters towards the end. Yeah, and um, we've got, we've got Anna, Anna as well. Anna Mulligan. Yep, Anna Mulligan. Yep. Is, I think it's the first first time. With Playbox, With I Playbox, think. yeah. yeah. So Ooh, a bit of baptism a, by fire. Oh, definitely. It was a, yeah, our first meeting, it was all sort of get to get to know each other session. Everyone sat down, mm. hugging, meeting and chatting and things and... And just, I don't know where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to place it down. A little bit of like, what great. have I signed up for? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, she's doing a great job. But she's doing an awesome yeah, job. she's doing a great job in her character too. She's uh, She plays a, um actress or model? That's debatable. <laughs> actress which one she's slash model. <laughs> slash centerfold, uh, yes. Um, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, she has a great fun. There's um, going to be some surprises from her, I think. Yeah. So. I mean, it sounds like there's going to be surprises from everyone. Though. Oh, there's there's a lot of surprises. <laughs> there's, it's just, there's a lot it, going on. It's it's well written. It's f- fast paced. Mm. Yeah. Some, and from if anyone knows Ben Elton, old Motormouth himself, it's it's just fast paced. Mm. Uh, quick li- lines delivered, very yeah, very quickly, and move on to the next one. And um, and also with a with a with a satirical and a you know black. Black comedy and a bit of satire, and yeah, yeah just it's going to be it's going to be great fun. Just sit back with your popcorn and watch the action yeah, unfold. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys are. You should sell popcorn. I feel like it's a <laughs> it's an opportunity. Oh, I've, I've 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 had a chat with Cat about that, and so hopefully we will. I mean, it's we'll got, say, it's got to be like thinking of the um, wonderful Riverly front of house volunteers. Um, <laughs> popcorn is a nightmare to yeah. clean up. I mean, yeah. Especially if there's kids involved, but I mean, you know, this is we're saying 16 and older for this one, so you might be all right. But um, you know, I, I talked about how there's kind of a Tarantino vibe, and um, I'm bringing it back because uh, Jonathan was kind enough to bring some music to the show, <laughs> and um, before we went on air, <laughs> what, what did you ask me? You're like, did you realise that they're all Tarant- yeah, from they're Tarantino? Yeah, Tarantino tracks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to let him t- give me a reason why he picks these songs. <laughs> but um, the, the, the one I want to kick off with is uh, Mizzolo. Yep. Why? Pulp Fiction. It's Pulp classic. Fiction. It's classic yeah. with that guitar starting up and just kicking into it. You just, you got the vibe straight away. It's I the mean, speed. It is, yeah. it is a vibe. I have not played this song, but I have played um, Black Eyed Peas' Pump It on That's the Ticket. But I feel like oh, this is yeah, different. You've got to play the This is the OG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, it's a vibe for a Tuesday afternoon. So um, enjoy, team. <laughs>
bit of a banger for your um, afternoon. This is a classic. Um, are you feeling validated in bringing that to the show, oh, Jonathan? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> as, as soon as I hit play, Jonathan's just like, it's, it's just great. You just you just can't not, you know, and I'm you, like, well. You just can't not dance to it. And then you mentioned, you, you sullied it all by mentioning Black Eyed Peas. You took a sample um, from it. And it's just. Don't, do not hate on that track. It's a bop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, but, yeah. <laughs> this, the, the shade. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> But um, let, let's take a step uh, back from the Black Eyed Bees and uh, back into popcorn. Uh, Hamilton Playboxes uh, fast approaching. We can say fast approaching. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look at the fear on his face. Arthur's like, you know, it's, yes. it's, it's opening at a Rivoli theatre near you on the 7th of October. Mm-hmm. And uh, tickets are available right now via iTicket. Yep. And um, you guys mentioned that you've not long just got into the theatre. Mm. And um, how has that been? Because, like, how long have you been working on this one? Um, since probably mid-August or early August, I think. Yeah, it doesn't feel like long enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love the honesty. <laughs> For me, anyway, um, being quite green in this this um, theatre stuff. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, I think mid-August we sort of yeah. started, eh? We kicked off so on the first read-through. It's a fast turnaround. It's yeah. Fast turnaround for a fast-paced play. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But it always is, I think, for Playbox. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're into it and out of it pretty quickly. It's yeah. Just, um, it's, it's the dynamics of um, the theatre space, too, I suppose, mm-hmm. really, at Rivoli. Mm. There's lots of stuff going on There's always on there. something yeah. happening, which is just wonderful for um, us audience members. Mm, <laughs> You're yeah. just like, what am I going to do this weekend? Oh, there'll be something on. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I always like to ask this question uh, when, you know, I talk to actors on the show, but um, is it great to be in the space, to, to, to shift from being in a rehearsal room onto the actual stage? Yeah, yeah, it's... <laughs> Definitely, like we just got up on stage last night for the first time mm. and from being in the rehearsal space to on stage, it sort of, um, and I think you put it quite aptly before, it sort of mm. brings the inside out because yeah. it's more projecting out. And, and when you're standing up in the front of the stage and you see just, and there's no one sitting in those seats yet, but you know there are going to be people sitting in those seats and it kind of just gives a different dynamic to it. There's a little bit of fear there, I suppose, a little yeah. bit of adrenaline and a little bit of, you know, just wanting to, you know, um, put on something that's really good for everyone, you know. And it's great to see it taking shape and, mm. and remembering that there's there's all all the crew and everyone's been yeah. working behind the scenes. We've got, there are walls, suddenly on Sunday, walls came in and went <laughs> yeah. up and we've got stairs so yeah. we don't have to pretend and we've got a sofa instead yeah. of three chairs pushed together <laughs> and we've got a coffee table instead of a box. I love and it. It's just, yeah. The universal symbol for a couch or a sofa <laughs> in rehearsal is oh. three chairs. It's never two, it's never four, it is it's, always, it's always three. three. And they yeah. always come apart when you yeah. throw yourself on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you've got walls. Is, have, we got got walls. A, have we got quite a happening set? Yeah, the sound and lighting has sort of happened as well, so that... that put a different dynamic on it We're, last night as well. The whole, pretty much the whole play, apart from one scene, is based in Bruce's sitting room. Oh, okay. Which is a large, deli- decadent Malibu, sort of Hollywood director. Um, have, have you got a conversation pit? Like, just cut a <laughs> chunk out of the stage? Oh, it's consideration, but, but I don't know if the budget would have stretched yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, Although, actually, conversation pit's a bit more 70s and 80s. We're in the 90s, eh? We are in the 90s. Mm. So it's a little more mi- minimalist. 
yeah, nice white walls, yeah, some artworks on the on the poster on the sides. And, yeah. yeah, of course, all, all of his awards. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. Massive, yeah, big window at the back. I have a lot look of out of. Yeah, it's yeah. Guys, they cut a hole in the back wall of the theatre. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Imagine. Um, okay. Cool. And fi- finally, to get some sound. Yeah. And you know the the, the sound sound and lights are in, so which is great. So oh yeah. Jaden J- 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 and Mark Mark yeah. Perry's yeah, yeah, Mark yeah, Perry's yeah. setting it all up before he yeah. disappears off and goes off and does another job and leaving it in the hands of Jaden. Yeah. It's going to be brilliant. I mean, Mark Perry is quite good like that. Um, he's amazing. Yeah, 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 got a shout out to Mark. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's a GC. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, make okay. sure we get our lighting yeah. properly then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're properly spotlighted now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep let's keep talking about how much we love Mark. No, <laughs> but actually, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what your costuming's like as well because '90s fashion is kind of in right now. So yeah. hopefully it's it's made it not too hard for um your head of wardrobe. Yeah, Tracy. I yeah. think Tracy's been working hard at yeah. it. So it's, oh, um, Tracy Wilson. No, no Tracy Bignall. Big, yeah. Big, oh yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just naming the, the Tracy who is a friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. Tracy Wilson. Um, cool. Um, kia ora to the other Tracy Mahi Pai. I'm sure you're doing amazing work. Um, <laughs> She's over in Morrinsville. Morrinsville. Oh geez, that's dedication. Although that's quite a reoccurring theme. A lot of people, you know, travel for um, theatre and I'm always like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, the, well, if you want to get into productions, you, mm. you go where they are, I suppose, and um, they're happening all over the place, aren't they? And you don't know about them until you sort of get into the scene, yeah. how many actually yeah. happen on and a regular basis. And then you get in the scene and you're never leaving. <laughs> like, once <laughs> you're in, you're in. Yeah. But, I, work, I, mean, I work very hard at avoiding people <laughs> trying to get me into... Um, uh, Full Monty. <laughs> just sort of, no, I'm, yeah. I'm going away for yeah. a month. I'm not going to be in country. Yeah, but no matter how much you ask me, I can't make it. Yeah, but look where you've ended up in yeah. Tropicorn. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, I guess this is a nice segue um, to you guys. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Arthur, you mentioned, uh, you said, to quote, that you're a bit green. Is yeah. this your first show? I've done two others, mm. but... Um, so, Calendar Girls, where I played Liam, who was also a photo shoot director. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, he was quite fun. He was actually very fun. And then um, Mr. Mole and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. So, so you play box through and through. I honestly I got put on the committee as well because, oh, nice. uh, because I was obviously keen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I this is me... My daughter went to stagecraft mm. and she, she, I used to say to her, oh, you just pretend acting's easy. You just pretend to be that person. And then she texts me one day and she says, Dad, audition for Calendar Girls. They really need, you know, um, male actors. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I, I want to support her. You yeah. know? And, mm. and so I did and I got, I got a part in it. And I was like, oh, acting's a lot harder than just <laughs> pretending to be someone. It's... There's yeah. a lot more to it, and the effort you put into it is kind of crazy, but it's it's really rewarding. And mm. there's there's such a fantastic group of people. You know, mm. they really are lovely people. It's a great community. Yeah, yeah you just oh, yeah. want to be around them. Yeah, 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 supportive. And okay, well, I'm I'm glad that you took your own advice. <laughs> yeah. As I, I feel like that's that's great role model uh, material for your daughter. So good on you. Yeah, and then I guess. 
Jonathan, I don't even know where to start with you because you've been around the around the theatre block a bit, haven't oh, you? A little bit. Well, yeah, Mamma Mia was a long... It took a long time to come to stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, well, um, my son Hamilton is... Uh, a friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, a regular as well, yeah. Um, so he is a... Uh, this is his life. This is what he wants to do. He, yeah. he wants to be an actor. He's mm. auditioned for Toy. We'll see Toy for Cardi, see if he... You know, we're waiting to find out where mm. he goes with that. Um, Break a leg, Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, And he's down in Wellington at the moment doing... Um, uh, part of the uh, National Shakespeare School's oh, Shakespeare's yes, yeah, production. Sheila Wynn, yep. Yeah, he did the Sheila Wynn, got through that, now he's mm. doing a week of this and then see if he actually gets selected for the next one. And, oh, yeah, awesome. So, yeah, he's, he's with his people at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, giving it major. But, yeah, and um, he and, and Marianne said, oh, yeah, you should just go and uh, just go and audition for Mamma Mia. You give it a go. And, yeah, came out with the lead. So, which was <laughs> okay, just, I will, really? I will yeah. allow that yeah. flex. <laughs> Oh no! I've got to. You yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, no, I, yeah, just that was a bit of a shocker. And um, but I realised that you know, middle-aged white Englishman can very easily play a middle-aged white Englishman on stage. <laughs> what are the um, odds? So yeah, and I, I, I think when I when I auditioned for um, Sudden Light Fever, I, mm. I came with a whole backstory for Monty to be a middle-aged white Englishman who'd come over to New York to be a DJ in the uh, Odyssey 2000. But, yeah, unfortunately, Mike and Jonty weren't buying any of that. Um, <laughs> I ended up being a barman <laughs> right at the very back. <laughs> but I was able to sing, so that was all right. I was part of the ensemble. Hey, I mean, I am I always say, like, a show, whether it be a play or a musical, is like a cake. You need all the, all the oh, ingredients, God. no matter the amount, to make it taste oh. nice. Oh, I totally agree. I yeah. mean... The amount that goes on backstage with your, you know, your stage manager and the crew that set things up and the lighting and the technicians mm. and, you know, your director and everything, it's just unbelievable how much effort goes into putting on a performance. Yeah. And you just see, when you come to a show, you just see the actors. That's all you see, the people that are out yeah. on the front. It's like but, the iceberg yeah. metaphor, you know. Yeah. You yeah. only see you, yeah. what's above surface. Yeah, yeah. 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 But the amount of work that goes into it is, is just unbelievable. And it's it's just a testament to mm. some of the shows that get put on are just amazing, mm. you know. Which we hope this show is going to be amazing too. And we hope people will really enjoy it. Of course it's going it. to be amazing. It's going yes. to be awesome. It will be. It's going to yeah. be one. You know, I agree. If, if you miss this one, yeah. it's going to be. Uh, Don't miss it. No. And no, we'll be I, talking about it. I feel like you, you can't because, you know, the description that you guys have given me is that, you know, it's a bit edgy. It's a bit violent. It's, you know... Uh, dark satire, you know, everyone's going to be talking about it. Everyone's going to want to go and see, you know. Yeah, experience it. Yeah. Well, um, you've got to get in on one of the early nights so that you can actually go and see it again. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good advice, actually. Yeah, definitely. Or yeah. just do double duty and go to the the matinee and then the evening yeah. performance yeah. on the same time. Sounds awesome. You can come, yeah, come for come for fish and chips with us. My Yo. daughter's going both opening and closing. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's quite nice because then you, you you know you can get to see how the show changes. Yeah. Although actually, I'll be interested to get your guys' opinion on this because a lot of people are like, I want to go to closing night because air quotes, it's going to be the best because they've had the most practice. Whereas me, I always like going to opening night because the excitement is different. Yeah. Because everyone's kind of approaching it being like, oh my gosh, people finally get to see. Whereas closing night, it's more like, this is the last night I get to sing the song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
but but thoughts are we opening or closing from the audience perspective what what's your fave i normally do both um, okay i respect <laughs> that i'll allow that i would say opening yeah I, i'd agree with you when you mm. first deliver yeah. something it seems to just be all that energy behind it mm. that nervous anticipation yeah. everything creates that vibe yeah, yeah. there's so a different vibe on closing in that there's a lot more Yes, it's it, it. Everyone's more rehearsed, more rehearsed, and everything. There's a, yeah. there's a lot. They're a lot more relaxed into it and mm. having a lot more fun. Um, but it can be. Uh, yeah, you, you get a lot of people who know the play. You know, if you've got family and friends, they've yeah. possibly seen it before again, and so they yeah, come yeah. for the final night. So there's a yeah. good vibe from the audience. Yeah, but you're going to get. Yeah, an opening, it's, it, you get the rawness. Yeah. You get the rawness, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with go on opening, go on closing, or at yeah. least going twice because, mm. um, you know, I'm not much on stage these days. Occasionally I will foray into backstage crew, but pr- producing is where my passion lies because yeah. I just love a good email. And um, <laughs> But, like, I always say it's like I want to go once for the show and then once for the tech. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Is, is like a weird thing, but I feel like I can't fully analyse everything when you're seeing it for the first yeah. time because you're too busy, like, keeping up with the actual story and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the trick is is to turn up to Rivoli and start helping out. <laughs> Working bar, doing front of house, yeah, maybe yeah, crewing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you've got an opportunity to see it a lot more times. Yeah, become yeah. a member. Yes. Become a member of Playbox or um, you get uh, free tickets if you become a yes. member too. Yes, so there are some great benefits. really worth it. Yeah. A little oh, discount think, on the bar. Yeah, the the, the, the yeah. cost of membership means you've got... Um, yeah, you get discounts on the bar, but also that covers... You get a comp ticket for each show. Yeah. And it covers... Yeah, so that, yeah, the, the price of membership is... Less, really good. Less yeah. than the th- three, three tickets, tickets you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. you get voting rights, which is always good. You do. Mm. Mm. Um, get along to the AGM. But um, if you're looking for more information on how to get a Playbox membership, um, yeah, visit the Playbox website or their Facebook page. Yeah. Um, I will put a link up with the podcast of this episode because, you know, got to give people the opportunity to get amongst it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's definitely worth it. I, I, I Like... I wouldn't have thought I'd be here today doing this um, last year, you know, before mm-hmm. I, before Charlotte sent me the text to go dad audition. <laughs> I would have never thought that. Um, and it's been, it's just been fantastic, really. It's been really, like, the people I've met through it are just awesome people. And, I mean, Lee, who's our director at the moment, she's just so much fun. Yeah. And it's, yeah. yeah. And Jono, um, he's just... The, He's crazy. He's a crazy guy, and it's just so, yeah. It's it's just a unique environment to be involved in. Mm. I recommend it to anyone. Yeah. yeah, jump out of your comfort zone, eh? Yeah, no, yeah. fully. So come see the show, then after the show, audition for the next <laughs> one. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yes, but that's yes. that's how we do it. Yeah. But um, I'm going to break for another song. Um, I'm actually going to break for a very important segment that we have have here on That's the Ticket. It's uh, called Rick's Pick. And uh, basically, I have an Uncle Rick. Um, he's actually a volunteer at Rivley Theatre as well. So, um, killed Uncle Rick. He uh, does some good mahi out in the shed. Mm-hmm. But um, when he found out that I was starting That's the Ticket, he's like, okay, Hannah, I'm going to give you a list, a list of songs. And every week, you can play Rick's pick. And uh, every week we have, and I've added this new kind of rule to it, um, that I always try and pick a song that's like on theme. Mm-hmm. And this one was hard. <laughs> 
Well, okay, because like he's not a Tangier fan. There was there was a song on the list called "Hot Butter" by a band called Popcorn, oh. but I had already played it. And the thing oh. is, I never replay. <laughs> yeah. And I know that if I even if I tried to sneaky replay it, Uncle Rick would be like. I heard what you did, you know? <laughs> but, and so I, I've gone for a Ben Elton angle. Mm-hmm. So Ben, ben Elton, um, who wrote this, uh, was born in the year 1959. Right. And right. so I've picked a song called Problems by the Everly Brothers that came out in 1959. Nice. And I felt it was apt because the whole kind of premise of this play is we're following a director and a producer who are kind mm. of, you know, just hitting their peak and then all these problems mm. ensue. Yep. It's, it's a good enough link, it's right? Nice. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, here's Problems by the Everly Brothers, and uh, this one's for you, Uncle Rick. This week's Rick's Pick, uh, Problems by the Everly Brothers, uh, came out in 1959, a.k.a. the year that uh, playwright Ben Alton, a.k.a. the person who wrote Popcorn, uh, was born. And um, to my popcorn people here, um, Arthur and Jonathan, um, where else will people know the works of uh, Ben Alton? Because he's kind of a low-key big deal, right? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> hasn't done a lot. A bit, bit of a stand-up comedian in the 90s. Um, was a writer on The Young Ones with Alexi Sale. Yeah. Mm. Uh, was a writer on um, Blackadder. Yep, That classic. went for a couple of years, didn't it, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, one or two. Um, it's just a real small, obscure show, Blackadder. Yeah, obscure. No one's heard <laughs> of And then that. there was on Channel 4 in the UK, who was one of the first ones on Channel 4 for, with a show called um, Saturday Night Live. Oh no, Friday Night Live or something? Yeah, Friday Night Live. Friday Night, Night Live, yeah. Yeah. where he's just uh, a lot of stand up, and that's where Judy and Clary first started doing his oh, stuff. Oh, yes. Where, that's when he got discovered or out on the scene. Yeah. Um, 
And what else is he? Well, he's done stand-up tours around the world, as far as I'm aware. He, I think he's in Perth now. He lives in Aussie. He's got a, a Australian wife. You guys are, uh, are good for facts. I said this off air, but now I'm saying it, yeah. it on air. Because, uh, you know, I felt like that question was a bit of a gamble, but you guys are experts. I grew up with Ben Elton. Ben Elton, you know, growing up in the UK uh, in the 90s when he was at his, at his four and doing a lot, lot of political... Maggie Thatcher, of course, was around at those mm. times, so he was... Um, he was uh, uh, very much a socialist left-wing stand-up, having a right or go at Maggie Thatcher. Yeah, which I bet was great, he did. And at British Rail and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it's very good. Does it feel a bit full circle? Like, you know, having... Because before we went on air today, both of you guys were talking about, like, how you enjoyed watching Ben Elton's, like, work Working, on yeah. TV yep. and mm. stuff. And now... You know, you're in a play that is written by him. Is that? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, but he. Yes. But he, his stand-up is long words, fast, and <laughs> yeah. um, with passion. And then you've got to interrupt each other, and it's it's not the easiest of scripts as an actor to get around. But no, you know, the art to of watch and listen, it's great. But well, it's not just the interruption; it's the long words. It's throwing them together, and um, and and how they're all linking in, and then just sometimes they don't feel natural as an actor trying to I, trying to say them. And then I honestly yeah. think that sometimes script writers write you know, lines just to trip the actor up, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why would you write it like that? It's really hard to say like that, you know? Can we have that a little bit easier to say? But no, you have to say it like they've written it. So, But I, I, uh, I read them sometimes and I think, this is written to trip me up. This is not written to, you know, to present it nicely out to the audience, you know? See, now when I come see the show, I'm like, if you trip up, I'm going to be like, we know why, no. But actually, on the topic of lines, I do sometimes like to ask uh, actors I have on the show, like, how do you learn your lines? Because there's a few different methods out there. I've I've got an app on my phone called Line Learner. Oh, and, really? I just use that. Well, I've got a fifth... I used to um, have a 40-minute commute into work and back. So yeah. it's 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back, and the app, and I just... So I record when yeah. we did our first read. Th- well, now we've only got 15 minutes, so I have to drive a couple of times. Um, <laughs> Do a couple of laps. <laughs> yeah, a couple of laps. Um, but basically I recorded the first, the first read-through that we did mm. and then slotted everyone's characters in, in through Line Learner. And so then I can just press play. It takes out my line. Yeah, so everyone else is acting and then it just blanks off my line. That's... And so I can just say the words. Okay. Mm. And it's it's... Fantastic. This it's is the first so time an app has come up because a lot of people do talk about how they record themselves. Oh, yeah, mm. got an app to do it. But that's because, yeah. because well, Arthur, Arthur recorded it as well and he set it up himself. So you can actually, one person will record it, assign the lines, and you mm. can send out the whole cast yeah. and they can just say, oh, I'm playing this character. Yeah. And then it'll say, oh, okay. So then I'll block out their lines. That's amazing. So it's it's I, really good. It's really yeah. handy, actually. And I do do it similar to Carl, but not driving because I, I work from home. So I do it on the treadmill. So oh, I just, okay. Yeah. On the treadmill. And sometimes it takes me a while to get through my lines. So I, it just means I'm longer, longer on the on treadmill. The treadmill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two hours later, I'm like, oh, oh, you know, and I finally got through my, my lines. But, yeah, it gives me, um, I don't know, the determination to get through them. Yeah, I think um, in the past, my sister used to do, like, if she had a monologue, she'd do it at the gym when she was holding a plank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or she'd do her lines. I think when she was in a play, Hush, um, a couple years ago, I don't harm my missy if I'm referencing the wrong (laughs) show, but, yeah, I was like, 
That's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, it's good because it keeps your mind off the plank. Yeah. Just well, like it keeps your mind off the treadmill, right? Yeah, and I think it, for me it was about movement too because you're mm. moving while you're talking. Yeah. And that kind of you, every, you know, like in a yeah. lot of our scenes there is some movement or there's, you know, it's, it just helps you to we're sort of We're trying to lock in the block. Now, now yeah. we're on stage when we actually start lock, locking in the blocking. Mm. Because of course, you know, we went from the rehearsal room and we got on stage and said, "Oh, we're going to move move that chaise lounge over there and that chair over there." Just yeah. sort of, but it was I was going to be sat on there and now I'm sat over here. And, oh, oh, what really? It, yeah. Changes every Thanks, time. Guys. <laughs> changes, <laughs> changes every time. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird because left and right doesn't change, but it feels like it does. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. But, yeah. but, but um, I'm, I think I'm doing Lee's head in slightly because I, I, I think I change it. <laughs> you it, it not just each, you. <laughs> each time I do something, it's just sort of, did you do that last time? No, yeah. I don't think so. Lee. But you're meant to do the same. Really? Yeah. Oh. Lee said to me the other sense. night. She go, I stood up and I was standing there and she goes, what are you doing standing there? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought I was meant to stand up now. No, you didn't stand up last time. Go and sit yeah, down. And I was yeah. like, Direct's his worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, here's We're to your very patient director, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give it a week. We'll be up to the stage manager to deal with this. <laughs> But um, as we're approaching the end of um, That's the Ticket, because oh. time, time flies when you're having fun, I do want to be a bit well, cheeky. We've got 15 minutes to get to rehearsal. I know. So, so I want to ask you, ask you one last question. Okay. Um, you know, you've spent the time here today giving me the tea, the inside scoop on TTT, That's mm-hmm. the Ticket. Uh, now I want to ask, how do you take your tea? Wow. I'm English. I don't drink coffee. Okay. I'm much to my wife's chagrin. She, she, she would love me to drink coffee. We'd have a wonderful coffee machine. I keep threatening with that. Um, uh, well, black. Yeah. Um, but Zilong black tea is quite good at the moment. Okay. But I do like the um, Tea Leaf Company English breakf- um, New Zealand breakfast tea. Right. It's got some manuka in it. Okay. Um, I've also got some chai tea that I picked up in London. Mm. Oh, I say chai tea. People write in. Some chai. <laughs> yeah. Some masala chai. So I can't say TT. It's a masala chai, which is just wonderful flavours, lots of spice. So you always just having black tea, no milk, no sugar? Um, I was milk and sugar, and then I stopped drinking with sugar for a bit. And then at one point when I had a hideous cold, um, some herbalist said, oh, you shouldn't drink dairy. You shouldn't have dairy when you've got a cold. It just gums up all the, all the works. And my mm. son's Googled that and said it's a lie. But I've got used to <laughs> drinking tea without milk now. Okay. Which really saves on milk going off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Arthur, how do you take your tea? So I'm pretty much a coffee drinker. Um, okay. It's completely opposite to me then. But <laughs> I, and it's, I, it's a really interesting question. I yeah, feel like yeah. you really get to know a person, but sorry, continue, Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I suppose when I was younger, when I did drink tea, it would be, uh, I kind of liked Earl Grey, and then it would be with sugar and milk, but oh. I don't drink coffee with um, sugar. Okay. I drink it with milk, and sometimes I drink it black, but typically mm. I just have a little bit of milk. But, uh, yeah, it would have been with sugar and quite a bit of sugar, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like a sweet tea. Yeah. It's like, it's, I suppose it's a bit like chai. You know, like when you do chai, it's, I, I, I don't know. That's, it, it's, yeah, you've got to add the honey. It's, it's almost sweet in itself, chai, to a bit, you know. You add the yeah. honey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm just going to, you know, take the mic back for a hot minute and uh, end the show with a segment I like to call Upcoming Events. Feel free to interject. But uh, in no particular order, here's uh, some of the cool creative happenings coming up in Kitty Kitty Law. Uh, Hamilton Playbox's Popcorn by Ben Alton is popping yes. up. 
Yeah, I was hoping, I thought you might be missing that. I was, I was just going to wait and just say, hang on. No, no, they, these guys are, are popping up at Riverley Theatre from the 7th to the 21st of October with 7.30pm shows and a couple of 2pm matinees thrown in too. Full details and tickets are at iTicket and uh, tickets are $20 per person, so uh, get amongst it if you are not driving right now. And ch check the Facebook page for Playbox. You get an idea of some of the pictures of yes. us and all the other stars and the advertising. Mm. Um, yes, some great photos from um, Kerry Blakeney Williams up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, go check it out. And uh, then elsewhere about the place, uh, stories and more are set to be making a splash these school holidays with their production of the Magic PowerShell running from the 27th to the 30th of September. Uh, there are a mixture of daytime and evening performances and uh, more info on tickets are at themeteor.co.nz. And uh, actually on the topic of the Meteor, they've got uh, the Nairobi Trio in for one night and one night only on the 12th of October with the 7.30pm show. More info on tickets at themeteor.co.nz. And then over at Clarence Street Theatre, they have the Little Mermaid Junior running the 6th to 8th of October with an 11am and 2pm performances, full details and tickets at ticketech.co.nz. And then uh, last but not least, our uh, buddies over at Boone are hiring. Boone Arts are looking for a volunteer manager for an exciting new project happening in February, March 2024. Work starts immediately. Um, so please send any inquiries to volunteer at boonarts.co.nz. There we go. But um, I know you guys have to pop off to rehearsal, but uh, I can't let you go without saying, one, thank you. And um, two, playing another one of uh, Jonathan's oh, songs. <laughs> you look so I worried. I, I, was, I was trying to speed up at the end. No, no, no. So I've gone for Stuck in the Middle with You by uh, Steeler's Wheel. Yeah. Um, which film is this from, Jonathan? So this is Reservoir Dogs, and yep. this is from the more violence. This is the um, torture scene. Great of Reservoir Dogs. Okay, well, see it. It's awesome. What a what a way to go out. <laughs> and then I think after that, because I think I've got enough time to squish it in, um, I've got another song uh, brought to the show by Jonathan. It's uh, In Scene by Hans Zimmer. From True Romance, another Tarantino movie, but this time directed by Ridley Scott. And mm. It's a beautiful story. Yes, and a lovely orchestral piece of music to end the show. Yes. But uh, thanks once more to you two. Thank you. Break all of the legs and uh, have a good <laughs> rehearsal tonight, eh? Thank you. Awesome. Um, Thank you. <laughs> to my lovely listeners, I'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, Matewa Etifano.
episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.